Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message. The desire of my heart is being fulfilled. You may be seated. Uh, Bill, will you stay standing? Scotty, Nick, and uh, Nathan, and will you please stay standing? And Danny, where's Danny? We, we just, the desire of my heart uh, is like all of you, and I'm not being weird spiritual, but this is, this is a true call. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be MVP because he's gifted, and don't we glad he plays for the green and gold. But God's called me and to, to hear his voice and to talk about what he's spoken to me. And um, these four, where's Scotty? Scotty and Nathan, they went down to the, to the Marquette Interchange last week, or is it the week before last week, and took food and took the gospel and ministered in song and ministry to the homeless or those that are in transition. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And I said you should have bought all those cinnamon rolls at, at Quick Trip. They're eight, six, eight bucks. You know, we get to have them and give them away. It's such a blessing to give and, and uh, what you've received. And so stay standing once this. Bill, will you come on up and kind of get ready? But Colleen, thank you. Can we get a picture for Wendy in front of here? Okay. Sure, sure. This is like a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John thing. Four guys wrote about what Jesus did. Everyone else just watched. So this is a Matthew, Mark, Luke, John thing. Let me hold this, too. This is serious. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm glad Nathan didn't come walking down the aisle on flippers today with a surfboard and send me, send me somewhere. Money answers all things, but I'll tell you what outlives money. This is a promise of God. Stay standing. Uh, Bill, will you come and stand next to me? Paul said this to Titus, one of his converts, kind of like he got to know him and shared the message of Jesus Christ with Titus. Titus got a hold of it, like I did in 1976, and uh, he kept, kept it seated in his heart, and it began to grow. And Paul said to Titus, I'm leaving you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work that we began there. And Titus, I want you to appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. Then he goes on to tell, just, just so you know, an elder must be, uh, have a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife. His children must be believers who, who uh, don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious and so on and so on and so on. But the, it starts with, with a word coming to a person. The person grows the seed word and that brings fruit. And we're seeing the fruit of that, that seed word here. And so I want to honor those that are going out. You're overseeing the work of God or perhaps planting eternal seeds. Amen. they got to get planted somewhere. 1976, it was planted in me. And you may be seated. Let's give these uh, evangelists appreciation. I just want to honor them today. And uh, per perhaps uh, we'll be housing some of those individuals in the days to come uh, on one of our uh, properties that God has blessed us with. But Bill, you're one of those overseers that uh, God has given me a heart for ministry and, and all of you too. But uh, as I, I listen and I look, sometimes you see things and that, that catch your attention or you hear things that kind of nudge your ear. And uh, I want to honor Bill and his wife, Kathy. In, in the early or the mid-80s, my wife and I moved out to this area and from Milwaukee and we immediately found a close, close church, and I went in the door, and I thought, well, it's got an electric guitar. It's got to be, gotta be pretty much worth checking out. The man manning that guitar was this man, leading worship. 
It was in the 80s and got to know him and his wife, and I wasn't on the, the ministry team, but I love the work of God, and so I, I thank God for the call on your life, your love for the Lord and His Word. His worship is in you, it moves through you, and isn't it a blessing for you and me that are, you know, getting close to that 50, 60 age, and we won't even discuss that, but we're looking back at the others that are doing what we did, and aren't we glad for that? So we're to establish the work of God in every generation, and this is part of that. God's put a good word in Bill's mouth, and um, I'm going to let him talk about that, but I just wanted to introduce you to my friend who I've known for over uh, 30 years. He's a uh, former builder. We built, actually built a pastor's house together out there in beautiful Heartland, uh, Neshota area, and so I'm really honored to have him come alongside us here at Eagles Nest Church, Bill volunteers in our food pantry, and uh, he's kind of helping others uh, see the value of God's Word and simply reading it, and so I'm glad for what you bring to the table. So may I just pray over the Word? Will you agree with me? Stretch forth a hand for we release our kids. If they're gone, we bless them. Lord, will you touch each and every one of us today with your Word? Will you speak to us uh, very personally? There are people here with needs that need a way through the wilderness. There are, are, are people here, uh, we uh, even had a word that you want to touch hips, and someone came to me and said, there's an there's a affliction on, in our family on someone's hip. Will you? And then you gave Stu the word that that's in process of being healed. Lord, we thank you for those that are lonely, that they're finding fellowship in you and that you're bringing people alongside. We just bless the work of God that you said we are to not only do, but oversee and encourage. In Jesus' name, bless our brother today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. All right. Bill, make yourself at home, and uh, even today we'll be getting ready for communion as you're getting ready. Thank you. Thank you, congregation, for your, for your generous gifts. Colleen, I'm going to put this in your hands and turn this thing off. Wow. That's my water. Um, that's going to be tough to follow. <laughs> what can I say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, elders, for this great honor. It's a stand in front of my friends and my family. Share a word. Thank you, everyone in this house. This is God's house. This is Bethel. I want to say hello and thank you to everyone watching on Facebook over the the. Uh, Technology of Mevo, it's its amazing. You know, 50 years ago when I started with Jesus, I just, I couldn't have imagined this. The things that are happening now is just, God is, it's just, he's moving in such a powerful, such an amazing way. I'd like to thank you, Bright Rising and friends for everything that you did this morning. I asked for a special song, and all the songs, we're going to talk about how God is making a way. We're going to talk about the goodness of God. That's what God's placed on my heart. And I thank Jesus, my Lord and Savior, for wooing me by his Holy Spirit. <laughs> 
50 years ago, making me his child. Thank you, Lord. I, I don't know what to say. It's just, I'm seriously overwhelmed. Two things I want to, I got two targets I want to hit. And one is to express to you the goodness of God. And that Jesus is the one that makes the way. And if you have a dream, if God's given you a dream, hang on to that dream. Because he wants to fulfill it. He's, that's the kind of God he is. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. We ask now that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher. That you would come, Lord, that you would empower, that you would teach, that you would guide, that you would fill that you would make plain the things that you want to make plain. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. For I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't think every message needs necessarily to have a title, but if I have to title this one, I'd be on the safe side. I'm going to call it The Goodness of God. Romans 8.28. It's a familiar verse for a lot of us. If it's not familiar, hopefully it'll get into your familiarity because it's, it's a great verse. It says an awful lot. I've quoted it many times. I've had many people. I've memorized it. It's something I love. I learned it in the... King James Version, and it says, we know that in all things work together for good that to them that love God, to the, them who are called according to his purpose. But I'm going to switch it around a little bit, and I'm going to read it out of the New International Version. We know that in all things God works for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. In the things, it's God that's doing the work. The things aren't doing the work, the God is doing the work. Thank you for that song, Stuart. I appreciate your help with that. That was tremendous. I love that song, Goodness of God. It just it expresses my heart more than anything else. We're going to talk a little bit about Joseph. We're going to actually we're going to do a flyover at about thirty thousand feet. If we're gonna. It's gonna be quick, but we're gonna. It's gonna be good. And I, it's so funny because when I do something like this, I always have to look up things like that. Why? Why do planes, commercial jets, fly at thirty thousand feet? I thought I don't know. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to find out. They they fly. I thought maybe they don't want to run into the little planes or they don't want to run into helicopters or something like that. The reason they fly at thirty thousand feet is because they get better fuel mileage up there. <laughs> I thought, tremendous. <laughs> it's, it's great. Okay, Joseph, son of Jacob and Rachel, had 11 brothers, 10 older and one younger. The Bible says he was favored by his father because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. This is Genesis chapter 37. Verse 3, God gave him two prophetic dreams 
and when he was binding sheaves in the field with his brothers, his sheaf rose up, theirs bowed down. The second dream, the sun, moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to him. He told these dreams to his brothers. <laughs> that didn't go over real good, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, his brothers wanted to kill him. They hated him. They, uh, they couldn't say a good thing about him. So his brothers were off. They were uh, tending the sheep in Shechem. And Jacob said to Joseph, go, find your brothers. See how they're doing. Come back, bring me the report. In the past, he had given a bad report. He had ratted his brothers out. So needless to say, I would have been a little reluctant, I guess, to, to follow the command of Jacob like that. But Joseph said, I'll go, he went. He was obedient. His brothers saw him at the distance, and they said, here comes the dreamer. How do you suppose they recognized him? Maybe he walked funny. Maybe it was that coat of many colors that his father had given him. <laughs> Maybe that's why they said, we'll kill our brother. And I thought, hmm, why all that hatred for Joseph? Why? It's, that seems way over the top to me. So what did they do? Instead of killing him, unfortunately, they put him in a pit for a little while. And uh, Reuben wanted to save him, so he thought, well, I'll come back later. We'll get him out of the pit. We'll take him back to his dad. Everything will be fine. So they sat down to eat. Joseph, in the pit, they saw Ishmaelite traders coming. They took him out of the pit, and they sold him. When Reuben found out that they sold him, he tore his clothes. Another bit of trivia, this is the first mention in the Bible of that grief and anguish where people tear their clothes. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So they sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites. Joseph is gone. What do they do? They take his coat, they put animal blood on it, they take it back to their dad and they start lying. The ten brothers started lying, and that's poor Joseph. He's on the back, probably on the back of a camel, <laughs> headed down from Canaan to to Egypt. Poor guy. Doesn't sound so good, does it? Sounds bad. Remember our our verse: God works all things for good. So he sold to Potiphar as a slave in Egypt. Buying, buying uh, Joseph actually benefited Potiphar. It says, from the time that he made him overseer in his house over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. Genesis 39, verse 5. Things are looking a little better for Joseph. He's been sold as a slave. He's probably a little bit unhappy about this. 
he was probably sad at that point. But God was with Joseph. God was blessing him. The Lord was on all that he had and all that was in this house and field for Potiphar. Unfortunately, Potiphar's wife took a liking to Joseph and things kind of took another bad turn. You're thinking, all things work together for good? All things work together for good. But the Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar has him thrown in prison because his wife accuses Joseph falsely. The Lord is with Joseph and showed him his steadfast love, gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the warden, all of a sudden he's got favor in the sight of the warden. Keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Here's Joseph, he's in prison. You're thinking this is a bad situation. Where's God? He's making it, he's giving Joseph favor. So how can he get out of prison? Two of Pharaoh's servants, also in prison with him, had dreams. So we got the two dreams of Joseph. Now we have the two dreams, one of the cupbearer, one of the baker. What can we do? We can't, nobody can interpret these dreams for us. Joseph said, interpretation belongs to God. Tell them to me and I'll do my best. Do not interpretations belong to God. Please tell them to me, Joseph said in Genesis 40, verse 8. God gives Joseph the gift of dream interpretations. Interpretations come true. The servants are released. Cupbearer to his old job. The baker is executed. But Joseph said to the cupbearer, Only remember me when it is well with you, and please do the, me the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh, and so get me out of this house. But alas, the cupbearer forgets Joseph for two years. He's still in <laughs> Poor Joseph. So this, this is like... This is this this is like uh, thirteen years in the service of Pharaoh and in prison. You're thinking all things work together for good. Amen. They do. Finally, Joseph gets out of prison. How does he get out? Pharaoh has two dreams. <laughs> there seems to be a theme running here. The two dream theme. Joseph gets out of prison. The cupbearer remembers him. Uh, Pharaoh has the dreams, he, he, nobody can interpret them. Cupbearer, hey, there's a guy in prison. He interpreted our dreams for you. He can interpret your dream. So uh, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dreams. The dreams are uh, fat cows and uh, lean cows. The lean cows eat the fat cows. Uh, Bountiful heads of grain and withered heads of grain. The withered heads of grain eat the bountiful heads of grain. Pharaoh, well, what does this mean? Well, Joseph, he's got the answer. Can be seven, no, seven cows and seven heads of grain. Seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Pharaoh says, that sounds like we better do something about that. How can, who can do this? 
Who do we have that can maybe do this? Interpretations begin to come true. God gives the interpretation of Pharaoh's dream. Joseph, he makes, Pharaoh makes Joseph the prime minister of Egypt. You're seeing he goes from the prison to the palace like in one day. It's amazing. All of a sudden, God's kind of working on his behalf here. Pharaoh gives Joseph a ring, nice clothes, jewelry, a company chariot, a wife, and with the wife he has two sons. Nine years later, 22 years after he's last seen his dad and his brothers, his brothers show up in Egypt. And they don't recognize Joseph. Joseph recognizes them. Their dad has sent them down there to buy food because the famine's in Canaan. They don't have anything to eat. All of a sudden, the brothers are brought before Joseph, and guess what? They bow down to him. All of a sudden, that dream is fulfilled. You know, I'm, Joseph probably didn't have any idea what the dream meant other than the fact that his brothers were bowing down to him and the sun, moon, and stars were bowing down to him. All of a sudden, the, the dream comes true. Joseph sees the fulfillment of that dream. So they, they live in Egypt with Joseph. They bring Jacob. They get the food that they need. Jacob eventually dies. He dies of a ripe old age. was like 130 years old, I think. 137. They take him back to, to uh, the cave at Machpelah where Abraham had bought the land and used that as their burial. They bury Jacob, their father, and they return to Egypt. But all of a sudden, the brothers, brothers are they're worried that now Joseph, their father, well, as long as Jacob was alive, you know, Joseph was, he was fine. Everything was fine. The brothers were fine. Everybody's fine. Well, with Jacob dead, they're worried that all of a sudden, Joseph's going to maybe turn on him, and he's going to say, these guys did this to me. Look what I could possibly do to them. I'm number two in Egypt. I'm Pharaoh's right-hand man. I'm the prime minister. I got a company chariot. What, I, I could do these guys in, but instead, again, they're falling down before him. Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. There's that word, good. You meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Wherever you are today, the goodness of God is going is to be following after you. 
because that's the kind of God he is. Whatever your dream is that God has given you, don't let it go. Joseph had two dreams. They were fulfilled. He became the manager of the food pantry in Egypt. How about that, huh? What a good place to be, feeding all those people. What a blessing. I don't know. I, I know we need to get on with communion. I'm going to want to say, come on, go ahead, Tim. I, that's pretty much everything I needed to say. And the only, I, I did have a couple. I did have a couple of verses. I'll just I'll throw this one out because they've already already been kind of alluded to. Uh, Psalm 23, verse six. We all know this psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you, and you, you know, you, you go to the concordance and you look these things up. And you type in the word good and goodness and the thing just goes on forever. <laughs> that's the God we serve. That's, that's who he is. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such, there is no law. Titus, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 25, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast of the love, steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Thank you, Eagles Nest Church. I love you guys. You're beautiful. We're going to put a bookmark in there. And there's so much more to this, but. Keep that. Thank you, Bill. As we hear the story of Joseph retold, you told me that you went on and watched the. Uh, Joseph's yeah. dream coat of many colors. Isn't it a powerful story? One of the things I like about the story of Joseph that is here today still is the fact that God speaks to people. And God speaks to people in ways that he chooses to speak to them. And in this particular story, God spoke to him through dreams and the two dreams. And the Lord speaks to us. Jesus said in John chapter 10 that my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they won't follow. And so the goal of God is to get us to understand his voice. And it took a number of years before Joseph realized in the prison that the gift of God was still in, in residence in his life, but he wasn't using it. And uh, I don't know how many times the Lord nudged him until the butler and baker finally, you know, met him in the, wherever they met him in the, in the prison gym and said, you know, I'm troubled about this dream. And he interpreted it. Well, that reminds me of how God spoke to you 
maybe not through dreams, but he spoke into your ear. And it, will you just introduce to how, how you're here today? Mm. Because it, you know, people, I want you to know that God cares about your life. He values your life so much so that you sitting right here today, just you, Jesus said, I'm going to carry the cross for that. So that the day that they realize how much I love them, and I want to use them in my food pantry, use them in my Harley Davidson, use them on, I got the frame rafter, something I learned from my dad's dad at Clark's new house. I'm so, so thankful to be useful. It's good to be useful. And not only with your natural gifts and talents, but your spiritual gifts and talents. Joseph realized, in fact, I'll throw this out there. It's in one of the books I'm working on. Don't go write it and make money. If you do make money, please pay tithes on it. But this is a revelation I got. I think, I think that Joseph had so much power in him that if he would have waited on the Lord for the, for the baker's dream to interpret that in a positive spin, maybe he doesn't die. You can speak are you going to fix me? Thank you, honey. This lady makes me. Thank you for my job. So I want you to know that there's a positive spiritual gift in your life, and it's my job to encourage you in it. Jesus is the one that gave it to you, and he spoke to you while you were in a parking lot. Tell them what, tell them people how that little happened. So, so, uh, so my daughter was sick for three years. And she missed school and wasn't able to graduate. And so uh, we took her to WCTC. They have a downtown campus in Waukesha. And they, they provide some, some uh, guidance, some classes and to help you with what's called a GED. And you can get the GED. And it's similar to a high school diploma. One of the uh, things that it stands for is a general equivalency, equivalency diploma. So since she had been sick, hadn't finished school, she said, I wanted to go do that. My, my, uh, so I took her over to the school. I'm sitting in the parking lot of my car, in my car, and uh, I'm praying. I, it was a new, I'm getting ready to enter a new season, looking for a new church. Felt that where we were, you know, I was free to leave. But... Finding a new church isn't always easy. <laughs> and so you pray to God and you say, Lord, help me. And uh, I heard, and I didn't know about speaking in, in your ear so much until I reconnected with Tim a little bit. And he starts talking about that. God spoke in my right ear and he said, Tim Winter has a church. And I'm going, yeah, he does. And I knew about this because, I, you know, I knew that they met in the theater in the Menominee Falls, and in 2003, we started driving by this property, and it said, Eagles Nest Church out front. I thought, that's Tim Winter's church. So what, what do I do? I'm sitting in my car. I've got my iPad with me. I whip it out. I go to Google. I Google Eagles Nest Church. <laughs> by golly, there it is. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, and there's pictures of these, of these people, and they've just gotten back from Israel. I'm thinking, Lord, I'd love to go to Israel. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm getting excited at this point. And then I thought, I'm going to go to my podcast and I'm going to see if Eagles Nest Church has a podcast. They have a podcast. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So I, I click on one of the pods, and I'm starting, and hey, this is, this is Tim Winter, my friend, the guy that I've known for, at that point, it was only 29 years. But I thought, hey, he's good. He's, he's preaching the word. It's, it's, you know, I like this. This is the, uh, this is in April. It's nice out. I got my windows rolled down. I'm thinking, Sunday, April the 30th, I'm going to Eagles Nest Church. I walked in the door. I was home. This is my family and friends. That's, that's how I got here. And I thank you, Jesus, from the bottom of my heart. And for Tim and Colleen, you guys, and Bob, even recognized me. I don't know how you recognize me after so many years, but he goes, Bill, how's it going? I'm going, he remembers me. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We're remembered, aren't we? You are. Yeah. God values your life. He values Amen. who you are, what you dream, what you dream. Well, I felt the Lord in that. Ushers, would you, would you come? Bill, you being here is God's dream through Jesus. He saw you when he was hanging on the cross. He saw me. He saw all of you. And he said, for their sakes, I will give my life's blood in order that they don't have to pound through a door to get to heaven or to get to God. You can just simply come. Whoever wills may come. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Scott. Will you? Thank you, Lord. We're going to go ahead and distribute these uh, elements to you, and you hold them, and we'll all pray together. Thank you, Jesus. I want to... I would like to honor again the Eagles Nest Church family. Thank you for honoring Colleen and myself. And I, I disperse that honor to all of you that are serving as in ministry, in the ministry of helps, and serving um, in whatever capacity that you feel called and, and equipped to serve. We want to help you and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And so uh, if you're not serving, we invite you just to come and find your place Find your place in the Lord's family. He doesn't have any unemployed. He doesn't have any retired. Uh, we, we, we call forth the gifts and callings of God. They're without revocation. That means, like Joseph, if you used to dream and it got you in trouble, then just get close to the Lord and he'll reactivate that gift and uh, put it right where it's supposed to be and it'll be useful. I like how God brought you. I, I knew that you were a man of the word, Bill. I, I remember uh, serving with you uh, early on in, in the 80s, and I'm very grateful for the Lord bringing you back here and, and giving you roots and fruits here, and uh, your influence in the people, serving. Jesus said that a true leader is identified by his willingness to serve. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to give my life as a ransom for many and serve others. So uh, I, I honor you for doing that. Thank you for helping us here. Uh, we appreciate that, and I bless that. I thank you, all of you, for putting your hand to the plow. Thank you for following Jesus. I want you to know this is a generation that needs to have a clear message. They need to know that God loves them. 
whoever they are, whatever they're doing, God loves them right where they are, and He has a wonderful plan for their lives. And the way to find that plan is to get, get next to a guide. You want to have someone that can tell you what the Word of God says about you, so that's a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. All right, it looks like we've all been served. Would you uh, join me in standing? We've been, all been sitting. Let's take this uh, bread. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the bread of life that was broken for us. Your blood was shed for us. It's as if it is the new wine uh, that, that we rejoice over and receive. The Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 11 that uh, Paul passed on to the church. He said, I, That which I have received of the Lord I have given unto you, that the same night in which the Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and said, This is my body which is given for you. Whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Baruch atah Adonai Elohenu melech ha'olam hamotze lechem mina aretz. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, the eternal King that brings forth bread from the earth. We thank you, Jesus, for your broken body hanging on that cross as a dedication to the Holy Spirit and your Father that you would provide redemption for whoever would choose to believe and then come. We thank you for that here today. And we partake of this symbol of eternal life. In the same manner, he took the cup also when supper was ended, and he lifted up the cup toward heaven and said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which was shed for you. Whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me, for this cup is for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'alam bore pri hagafen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, eternal King who brings forth the fruit of the vine. We thank you that your blood speaks on our behalf, righteousness and justification and all access entrance to everything in Father's heart for us. Lord, thank you that you've washed away our sins, you've redeemed our life from destruction, and we proclaim and receive your goodness in the form of healing and forgiveness and restoration and fellowship with you here today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's partake together. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I bless you. I thank you for coming today. I, I want to encourage you to uh, take a portion of food for yourself and for someone else. As Desi was sharing about Promised Land, as I, I dismiss you, this week the overflow of our food pantry, we already fed 12 families from our Menominee Falls uh, Promised Land location this week. And that my, my father and Bill packed all the frozen meat, and when these people opened it up, they could hardly believe frozen 
frozen ribs, whole slabs of ribs, ribeye steaks, chickens, uh, alfalfa fed, no HMO, whatever that means, I don't know, it's probably good. God bless you, take enough for your neighbors, tell them Jesus loves them, God bless you, God bless you. Thanks for listening to this recent message. Please visit eaglesnestchurch.net for more information.